With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning, everyone. How are you today, Caleb? I am great. How are you, Amanda? I'm doing well. Dave is out again. Um, he's doing dad things with his son. So good for you, Dave. We are excited to be here with you. We actually have a pretty big show today. So what we're going to do is start off things talking about everything Tennessee with Caleb because we know Caleb is the Tennessee expert. Before we go to that, though, I just want to say a little, you know, prayer, shout out, however you guys want to phrase it, to everyone who's dealing with this massive hurricane and the fact that it went from where it was, you know, it hit originally and went completely over Florida and started up again is insane to me. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Yes, this has been a very crazy thing to see. We're obviously thinking about everybody. And I guess it's hitting Charleston now, right? Or it's hit Charleston. And yeah, it's going up it's the East Coast now. So I, that's just absolutely insane to me. Um, good morning, Crazy Nugs. Hope you're doing well this morning. All right, so let's get to the Tennessee news of the day. So we'll call it down and dirty at 30. That's what Dave calls it, but we're going straight just Tennessee this morning. All right, so it's a bye week for Tennessee. As we know, next week, Tennessee will face LSU in the Bayou at with the noon kickoff. So that's a good thing, as we've talked about for Tennessee. Very happy about that. Um, the latest, let's go to the latest in recruiting news and Caleb, if you want to give us a little bit about the recruit that hold off, that hold off, that held off his decision. Are we 
sure of why he did that, or I know that he tweeted it out. It's a uh, Craver. He tweeted out um, this kind of almost ominous type tweet, but he deleted it. And it was about um, him not committing because originally people thought he was going to commit on the 29th, especially after he sent the tweet out after visiting Tennessee that he was, he thought he was ready to make his commitment. However, he went back on that. So do we know what's happening with him? You know, I think this is highly possible that this is actually good news for Tennessee. Um, if you looked at the rivals future cast and on three, Alabama was the favorite in both of those. Tennessee had one two four seven sports crystal ball projection, and that was good for Tennessee, but Alabama was a favorite elsewhere. So if anything led him to change his mind from his original commitment date, it might have been his experience at Tennessee. Because wasn't he at the Florida game, I think? Yeah, and, I believe so. And so I think maybe this – I think a lot of all fans are a little concerned because they thought they read the news. And the linear way they read the news is that he – the Florida game had an impact on him. He was set to make a commitment, and then he backed out. It's possible he backed out because the Florida game had an impact on him and he had been leaning towards Alabama before then. Okay, so I guess that's good news for Tennessee, good news for everybody who's not Alabama, in other words. <laughs> yes, yes that, that, that's, that's just one way to look into it. So, And then the yeah. other one is, I mean, again, he's in 2024. I think, um, I don't know, I, th I, I think, I, I don't, I would, if, if I had a recruit, if I had a kid who was a recruit, I would not encourage him to commit until at least after their junior year. I, I just think that there are too many. I know the whole, you know, you know, but take the visits, man. Take advantage of it. <laughs> yes. Be young. That's how I feel. I know I do that with like people who are, you know, 21 and getting married. I'm like, I know when you know, you know, but at 21, you don't know. So maybe like take a minute you know, be, be young for a little bit. And I think it's no different with recruiting. I mean, go to these places because when you're, you know, 18 years old, it's easy to be swayed by the littlest things. I know. Yeah. I don't know when you were 18, if you were swayed by the littlest things, Oh yes. I know I was. Yeah. So you can yes, just, I was insanely impressionable. Yeah. So I think these kids are as well. And especially I know some are saying it's not NIL money. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's, it's NIL money. I mean, and again, technically, you're not supposed to recruit with NIL. But again, there is no way on the face of the earth that the NCAA can stop that. So no, they have no power. They have the NCAA at this point, I think, has become kind of a running joke. Yeah, what's its shelf life? Five years, do we think? I, I don't know. No one no one really knows what's going to happen. I know that I think the college football playoff, com or not committee, but they were talking about maybe taking over, and I think that would be a great idea if somebody else took over because the NCAA is not doing it with these no. recruits. And speaking of you know, recruiting violations and what used to be a recruiting violation is I'm, I hope I don't botch his name, but LaFoe, is that correct? Do you think? Yes. Leona LaFoe. Yes. So he received his first commitment from Tennessee and first SEC commitment, according to him. 
um, or offer. Thank you. Not commitment. (laughs) (laughs) First SEC offer on the 29th yesterday from, and it was from Tennessee. Now where people got a little, you know, confused by this is because he has been completely and totally committed to Texas. And I mean, just verbally committed all down, you know, horns up, all of that stuff for Texas. And now we see him, you know, putting out that he got an offer. And I understand that kids do that oftentimes. Every time they get an offer, they put it out on social media. I don't really know what that's for, if it's just for clout or, or what it's for. But and the 6'1", 210-pound linebacker from Hawaii verbally announced his commitment to Texas via Twitter on June 25th. And this is where we get to the recruiting violations that used to be recruiting violations. Apparently, the linebacker coach reportedly by SI or SportsIllustrated.com reportedly took several trips to Hawaii to visit this kid and and convince him to come to Texas. So the amount of money that Texas has spent on these kids, on recruiting, you know, the plane rides, I think it was reported that Archie Manning, they spent, or Arch Manning, they spent $250,000 to recruit. Is That's just, it's insane. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you know, that was something like that is actually, I was um, talking with Dave last week about that. This was off camera, but this is one of the things that's actually been the cause of the downfall of Tennessee football. Funny enough, because Tennessee was one of the only schools in the nineties that had this giant recruiting budget where they could take plane rights all over the country to recruit talent. And most of the rest of the schools recruited in their backyard. We talked about Steve Spurrier, Steve Spurrier, Again, he didn't even like recruiting. And Steve Spurrier was basically a Madden player who was just coaching football because he like had the same – he just liked calling plays. So he would, mm-hmm. you know, get in his car and he might drive, you know, down the road to a high school to get talent. But now, you know, what hurt Tennessee was eventually, particularly with the more – with the bigger SEC contracts and the money rolling in at the turn of the century, a lot of other schools started to get national recruiting budgets too. And so it's funny. I, I'm not sure – yeah, I, I would assume there were limitations on how much you could spend on airfare, but it doesn't surprise me that Texas would do this. Um, I, I think that I think he, I think he probably did. You know, it, it does make more sense now when players put out that they received offers, because back in the day, you're right, it probably was just for clout. But now with nil money, they can you know come back to Texas and be like, "Hey guys, um, you know, Tennessee is offering me," and. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I also know how recruiting rankings work, and a lot of people don't know this, but I, I, I I'm not here to criticize rivals two four seven or on three. They have a they do a very good job. They work really hard in trying to rate these players. But one of the factors they bring in <clears throat> rating the players is not just their potential on what they see on the field, but who's offering them. So they actually do take into account. If a school like if Texas has offered them and then a school like Tennessee has offered them and then a school like Alabama has offered them, they might actually go back and look and say, okay, maybe we should increase their ratings at this point. That's that seems I don't know if I want to say disingenuous or do they do you think they do it just 
either it's for name recognition for these kids, or do you think they do it because it feels like maybe they miss something? I think it's more they feel like <clears throat> they miss something. It's similar to um, if you ever go to 538 and their, their analytical breakdown of the NCAA tournament every year, they break down the analytical stats of every team. But one of their analytical stats is just who was the higher seed. And they say, yes, the higher seed technically is not any stat from them playing, but there is a little bit of a reliance on there is some realness there. So based on how often the higher seed wins and things like that. And you kind of heard the same thing, like uh, another way to do uh, relying on other analysis is it decent way to somewhat cover your bases if that's your primary reliance yeah that's a problem but yeah. it doesn't hurt um similar to how and who wants to be a millionaire back in the day the most effective lifeline was ask the audience <laughs> so that is true the, the the one that never worked out was calling a friend never that never, never worked, worked out, out. <laughs> like did you not give this guy or girl a heads up that you were going to be calling them with some kind of question i mean I would I would have given my friend a heads up like I'm yeah. I'm trying to win a million dollars here I'm gonna give you a shout because I don't know what I'm doing yes, that would exactly. be my thing I always assume they kind of did because the way that they just knew the number to call he said I'm gonna call my friend John and he's just like we're gonna get John on the phone and then they call I'm like you didn't even give him the number how did you <laughs> yeah that's true I don't I'm wondering if John knew that he was getting called. Because sometimes John didn't pick up. Yes, that's true. It would true. just go to voicemail. Could you and imagine like, how mad you would be if your lifeline didn't oh, pick up the phone? I would, oh, I would be I, irate. You know what will not make you irate, Caleb? What is that? Honeybee coffee. You wake up in the morning and you grab some honeybee coffee. They sell it in bags, sell it to go. It, it starts your day off perfectly. And do you know why that is? Why is that? Thank you. Top 5% of beans in the world, veteran-owned, local, support honeybee coffee. Cheers, Caleb. Cheers. All right. So recruiting, let's keep with the recruiting news from Tennessee. What happened, if you can just give us a general recap on this weekend, this Florida victory, and what it meant for Tennessee as far as recruiting goes this whole atmosphere that the kneeling the checkerboard kneeling the you know the way that Tennessee handled business against Florida and then no at the end it got a little close but let's I mean I was never worried about that game even at the end I was never worried because Florida would have had to pull off some kind of miracle for that to have had, like for them to have won that game. And it was just not going to happen. Not in that atmosphere, not with, with Heupel. So if you can give me just a general synopsis of the recruits that we saw at the game and what kind of impact that might've made for Tennessee. Yeah. I think it did a lot for the 2024 class. Um, I think 2023 is mostly filled out. I know, I know Liana Lippo is 2023. I don't think he was on hand for a visit, but it's just since we just talked about him. But I think mostly we're going to see what this does for 2024. There were a lot of 2024 kids, and I agree. I think the environment was so impressionable. I don't really think it mattered if Tennessee won or lost. And I think that the kids, a lot of them would have been swept up. Dave talked about this two weeks ago. He said, 
I disagreed with him on this, but he said he thinks that Tennessee long-term is still in better position than Florida win or lose this game. I disagree because I think given the nature of Tennessee, you kind of have to stomp on the throat of your rivals when you have the chance to do it because mm-hmm. and when they smell blood, they need to cash in. They need to do the same at LSU next week. You're not going to get a better chance to beat LSU in Death Valley. This is a brewing dynasty happening with Brian Kelly. And yes, I'm, I'm saying that because this is the first time since Nick Saban that LSU has a coach with a brain. So, I mean, um, it's not a good Southern accent. No, it's not a good Southern accent. It's not, but he is smart when it comes to calling plays. And yeah. Yeah. And if Ed Orgeron and Les Miles can win national championships down there, imagine what a coach who's competent can do down there. Yeah, you're you're right about that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you know who's also competent, and who is that? That would be that would be Andy Mason, the Andy Mason Group, a team of passionate, knowledgeable real estate agents with elite realty, thirty-eight years combined experience in the industry. So if you want to sell your home in this insane market that we are going through, absolutely nuts housing market then call Andy Mason with Elite Realty. So, Caleb, let's get to, after we've wrapped up the recruiting news, unless you have anything else for us. Um, Nope. The only thing I was going to say was, um, yeah, I was kind of with you. The game last week wasn't, I don't really, I I didn't think it was in hand because I've watched too many Tennessee-Florida games in my life. But, um I, I didn't mind the strategy at the end. I kind of came around to a hypo strategy of kind of running up the clock because, yeah, you play the odds. And it's like, yeah. what are the chances that all of these things are going to happen for Florida to come back and win? I mean, that would be – it would be 2013. And I always revert back to 2013 Auburn because I oh, think that yes. was the luckiest – by far the luckiest team I've ever seen in college football. Like, by far. Oh, my gosh. It's funny. I'm in Memphis now. My brother and I were tracking it after Auburn's win last week. And we're like, has Auburn like set the record for lucky wins the last 15 years? And like 2013 alone was like, oh my gosh, but they've had some since then. Um, I know. You know I think of that time where Laquan Treadwell for Ole Miss is going in for a game winning touchdown and then they break his leg and he fumbles at the one yard line. <laughs> I remember. And I cannot stand. And I know we'll get to this later because this is this is going to be a kind of a tangent for me. I'm going to go on a tangent here about what happened with Tua last night. And if you watch that game, I how many it. times they showed him on the ground? How many times they showed his like hands and what was happening with his injury? And the fact that we could clearly see there was something going on, but they zoomed in in 4k like zoomed into that injury to the point that jj watt tweeted out please stop showing this stop showing it i mean it's absolutely ridiculous it's like the kids hurt and i know we've seen i think one of the earliest like gruesome injuries that you could really see like focused in on was march madness and i can't remember what year it was but it was louisville kevin Ware. yes where his like bone popped out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you, I remember that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Fun fact, Kevin Ware was actually committed to Tennessee when Bruce Pearl was there. And then oh. he committed with the Louisville after that. Well, it did. Um, he did make it to the tournament. Unfortunately, that was that was an uh, like horrible looking injury. And normally, since I think that time, they've kind of panned over from those injuries. Like if they see it's bad, like the ESPN, you know, ABC, CBS, if they see that an injury has occurred and it's a bad one, they will look away, you know, they'll say, we'll be back. And so they'll cut out. They kept showing Tua on the ground with his, like the fingers where they, everyone was saying it was a neurological problem. Like he had a concussion and they even like carted him off and took him to the hospital. But they kept showing that on the ground and I was irate. Yeah, that was a little irate. The way I think they should do it is they should do like, Show it one time, give a graphic warning ahead of time. Be like, okay, warning, guys, this is a bad injury. We're going to show this one time just for the just to inform the public, but that's mm-hmm. it. And then call it a day. But you're right, they did keep going in. And it was at a time when we didn't know. I mean, we were worried to death that he might have been paralyzed from the neck down, you know, and thank God he wasn't. But yeah, um, there's also a whole nother question on, you know, how the NFL cleared Allowed him to play it. this week. I mean, that this is a bad look for them. Absolutely. And I know Coach Landry is going, I know he's going to talk more on that just from a perspective because he was a coach in the NFL and, you know, he's been on the sidelines. He's seen obviously these hits and we're going to have him on in a little bit, but he's seen this kind of thing. And I really want to kind of go in depth with him on what, where, where we went wrong. So we're going to get to that a little bit later. But before we do, let's, well, let's take a question from the, from the audience. Thank you guys for watching. We always appreciate it. If you don't mind, hit that like, hit that share, hit that subscribe button, tweet it out to your friends, share it on Facebook and crazy nugs. I still did not receive a message from you. So if you could get that to me on, um, Sorry, if you can get that to me on Twitter, if you can get that to me on Facebook, wherever you want to get that to me, send it to me. Um, so John asking, Caleb, as an armchair QB, and I think we all are, would you have wanted to score another touchdown at the point that Florida hadn't stopped us yet instead of trying to run down the clock? I don't think we are built for that quite yet. I just want to point out that I am sitting in an armchair right now and I know it's very noticeable. So I'm kind of laughing at the armchair QB comment. Um, Touché, um, John. Uh, you know, I think that I was at the time thinking Hypel should try to get the first down, but I also think that you're right. Tennessee's not built to stop the passing attack of any team yet with a good quarterback. They Particularly when they couldn't bring pressure in that game because Anthony Richardson was so dangerous with his legs. I think the gamble was hypo was thinking if, you know, the defense could play a nice soft coverage, force Florida to run a lot of clock down, trying to score at the end, they would have to score with little time on the clock. Then they'd have to get the onside kick. Then they'd have to pull off a hail Mary and win the game. And I think hypo, I think you kind of do play the percentages in your mind. Like, you know, at, at this point, I'd rather run the clock and force them to have to do all that than let them have more time to go down and score 
maybe have a couple of timeouts left and be able to do something with that. I, I think that I think Heibel played the numbers game at that point, and I think he just thought, what are the again, what are the chances that the onside kick is already a less than twenty percent chance? So, you know, the it's it's not just that they got it's not just the scores they got though, but it's the chances of them recovering the onside kick and then scoring another touchdown with forty seconds left. Um, and particularly when, as we saw, and I gave Anthony Richardson a lot of credit for this, when Florida recovered the onside kick, uh, not Anthony Richardson, I'm sorry, Tim Banks. I gave Tim Banks a lot of credit for this. When Florida recovered the onside kick, Tim Banks decided the most unconventional thing ever, I'm going to bring pressure on Anthony Richardson now, whereas every other coach would drop back and play prevent even more. And Tim Banks was like, he's not going to he's not gonna run on us. He's not going to run on the defense because he's got to try to score through the air. So let's bring pressure. It's going to take time for plays developing. I've said for years, defenses should blitz when an offense needs a Hail Mary because a Hail Mary takes so long for the play to develop. They've got to get down the field. And I don't know why teams don't do that more. And he did it. And I gave him a lot of credit. So I think Hypo was covering his bases because let's just say hypothetically, he's trying to go for that first down on the last offensive drive to win the game. And Hendon Hooker throws a pick six. And then all of a sudden Florida's down one score and they have two timeouts left and they got a really good chance at that point. So, yeah. or even not even a pick six, Hendon Hooker just fumbles the ball before Florida's forced to use their timeouts. Yeah, I mean, it's an ugly situation then. Yeah, exactly. And that's not a likely thing to happen either, but I think that's more likely than Florida recovering an onside kick and throwing a Hail Mary to win. I just, that's, that's so, the chances of that are so small. Yeah, absolutely. And we can, let's talk about how Cedric Tillman wasn't in that game. And there's a good reason for that. And we found out that he actually has, and this is full circle because we just talked about Tua. So he actually has um, an injury and he has, I don't know if he has, what is the latest on that Cedric Tillman injury and what is happening? Will he be ready for LSU? So I have never heard of this before, but Chris Lowe reported that it was, knotless syndemosis tightrope implant, which is tightrope surgery. Tua had um, it at Alabama on both ankles. Okay, so Tua has yep. undergone it. And yeah, Tua yep. came back. Well, he missed what, about two games, right, at 2019? Um, yes, I believe he missed two a, a few games for that. It, it was hard, honestly, to get to kind of keep up with Tua's injuries. Because he he was a very fragile quarterback in college, you know he got he tackled that one, and this comes back full circle too. He got tackled that one time, um, where it was a normal tackle, like it looked like a completely normal tackle. And I will go into the fact that last night's tackle bothered me a lot, and the slamming of Tua, I didn't like that. I don't like it when they slam guys. I disagree, or people disagreed with me, and that's fine. I don't care, but. Um, as far as Tua goes with injuries, it was hard to keep up with how long he was out and for the reason he was out. But that Mississippi State injury where it like disconnected his hip, they again showed that over and over and over and over and just would not stop showing it. And it it was just, oh, I was, I was irate about that. So last night kind of brought up some traumatic, uh, 
traumatic thoughts from back then watching oh, yeah. Tua get injured over and over and over. Um, but as far as Cedric Tillman goes with this surgery, I, I think if he will be completely fine. He will be, he, he'll be back. I don't know if he'll be back for the LSU, but what do you think? Yeah. Um, I will say this. If he's not back for LSU, I don't bring him back until Kentucky. Um, and I say that because I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry, Vol fans. I don't care if Tennessee starts 5-0. and They're not beating Alabama. It's just not happening. It's not going to happen this year, particularly since Nick Saban's already faced Hendon Hooker. Most of Nick Saban's losses usually come with the quarterback he's not familiar with facing, who just kind of goes off on him that day. And and, and he's already faced Hendon Hooker once. So I, I don't I don't I just I don't care how much we think Alabama struggles week to week. Tennessee's not beating them this time. And Alabama's not gonna if Tennessee's undefeated, Alabama's not even gonna overlook them. So there's no chance. So if if he's not back for LSU, I don't bring him back until Kentucky because the week after Alabama is UT Martin. And just like Tennessee's not beating Alabama, they're not losing to UT Martin. So um I think that Kentucky is going to be the first next big game for them. Yes. So uh, JL saying, get ready to eat crow, Caleb. Okay. But I will. <laughs> yes, that's that's fine. Um, I do not, as far as it's concerning Alabama, Tennessee, I don't. And of course, I come from a different side. It depends. This week will give me a really good idea of how good Alabama is because Arkansas is a fairly good team. I mean, they're, they yes. are a good team. They played a horrible game last week. I mean, absolutely horrible. I think they had what three turnovers, mm-hmm. they had three and turnovers, goal, obviously, which yeah. forced a push on the spread for me. I had Arkansas money line and me on too. the spread and uh, yeah. I- <laughs> me too. I was like, Oh, so mad about that. I'm actually made a parlay pick of four. And of course I got, three out of my four. Oh, that's so brutal. And I, the one I lost was central Michigan plus 16 and a half. That was the one I lost. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Which is fine. Which is fine. I was sick. I didn't know what I was doing. I'll just <laughs> claim that from now on. Well, I will tell you, Amanda, don't feel bad this week. If Alabama doesn't cover, because I don't think they're going to cover. I got, I don't know. I think the spread's too high at 17. I and- agree. I completely agree with you, but I will tell you every time I have a gut feeling that they're not going to cover, they cover. Every time I have the gut feeling that they're going to cover, they don't cover. I do not bet on Alabama, but my best friend Walt can tell you that I am, because I don't bet with my heart, that I am, if I say one thing, go with the opposite when it's it's concerning Alabama. Well, usually they're so hard because, you know, Alabama will beat teams like 175 to nothing. And the question is, will they cover the 170-point spread or not in the second half after they pulled all their starters and the games in hand? And I know. It's, the, it's just... The move a couple of years ago was to bet. There was one year where, like, the Lions hadn't really figured out Alabama yet. So the move was to always bet on them in the first half because you always knew they were going to cover their first half spread and get, like, a 35 to nothing lead. And yeah. you just didn't know what they were going to do in the second half. But I, I, think, I think they've kind of... I think the lines are kind of caught up to that. And I don't think Alabama is the same team anymore that did that a few years ago. So, no, I agree with you on that one. Um, as far as Alabama, Tennessee is concerned, I, 
and I said this yesterday and I'll say it again. This is the, I am worried about this game more this season than I've ever been, especially like considering it's in Neyland stadium. And we saw how electric, you know, Neyland was. And if, if Tennessee goes in there undefeated against Alabama, that's, that's going to be rough. I I'm waiting to see this weekend, how Alabama fares against Arkansas and spread or no spread. Um, uh, this is this is a, a real test for this Alabama team. So we'll see how well they do because obviously they played ugly against Texas and then they come out against Vanderbilt. And I understand it's Vanderbilt. Don't get me wrong. I get it. But still beating an SEC opponent by 50 points is pretty, that's pretty impressive for anybody. So in two minutes, we're coming back with Chris Landry. We will Coach, I just like to call him Coach Landry. We will be joined with Coach Landry after this break. Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. This is Al's Disc Barbecue Supply, so come on in. See all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. We'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, but Chattanooga goes to grill. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassies, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassie Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Good morning, Coach Landry. How are you? Good morning, Amanda. Caleb, how are you guys doing this uh, this Friday morning? Yeah, it is Friday. I'm, I'm, I'm lost in the days. Yes. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I know I'm always lost in the days as well. So, Coach Landry, let's get to – and look, you're big over there. Look at you. You're the big spotlight. Oh, oh goodness. Yeah, I don't know. I, if yeah. there is one face we want to minimize here, it's mine. So, I, I don't know why we <laughs> – that's a mistake. But anyway, no. whatever. <laughs> yes. So, for more from Coach Landry, go to LandryFootball.com or you can like, subscribe, share – all that stuff. If you want the most knowledge out of football ever, Coach Landry's your guy. For Tennessee, Caleb's your guy. 
both of them are here. So here we are. All right. So Coach Landry, let's get to kind of a transition here from we talked about the Tua injury. And we were talking about Cedric Tillman, who has uh, the similar the similar surgery. So can you give us an idea of what the surgery is with Cedric Tillman and how long you think it will be before he comes back? You know, I, I really don't know. And one of the things, you know, when you deal with it, they usually give you a time frame of, of a typical injury, but it varies depending on the body and the severity of it. Um, you know, the, the issues just overall medically in general, as, as a coach and as a scout, I always try to, you know, learn from the doctors and the trainers, but, but never try to overstep in some of the things. Now, there are things that I see on the field that are indicative of certain things. Um, but like, like what happened to Tua last night in concussions in particular is they're, they're indicators of whether somebody is concussed. There's no definitive answer to whether somebody's concussed. In fact, you, you can't determine it until you're dead and you, they open up your brain. Uh, sorry to be so graphic early in the morning, no, but that's fine. just the reality of it. But I think we know all the signs, at least 40 years in football, like what happened to we know what would happen. Would happen. I think the biggest issue with this is if we deal with player safety, we have to do things that are going to be for the benefit of player safety. So I don't, I, maybe I'm taking this in a, in, in a different way than you wanted, but because uh, I don't really have the answer to, to, to medically what they should do or shouldn't do in, in the diagnosis of it. But I do believe uh, if we're going to make player safety a priority, the final decision, because they, the player can always opt out, but a player doesn't opt out because they don't want to lose his position on the team. There has to be an independent person in college, it needs to be, as we're reforming college, I think there should be a college football players association. And I think there needs to be a medical appointee that will determine, no, he has to go out. He can't play <coughs> whether Sorry. the player wants to. But right now, the decision, the final decision, even in the NFL, I don't know if people know this. Well, they got an independent person that looks at it on the field. Yes, they do. They give an, they give an advice. The final decision on whether a player plays is a a player b the team doctor that becomes very difficult the player wants to play did he pass the test how stringent was the test well i don't know i'm not given the test i'm not sure i'd understand all the details of the test because i'm not a doctor that's where the ambiguity comes in i think it's it's normal on a day like today to look back and say something wasn't right with tua because the injury last week when he got up, if you look at him when he stumbled, mm -hmm. that was two things that jumped out at me. A, that were signs of a concussion, but it was also a sign of a back problem. I've had both injuries playing in football. And so that, 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 that collapses, that spasm of the back that just knocks you like you just somebody just hit you. But it's also the same symptom when you're woozy from a concussion. Look, concussions are scary. I grew up and played when... You just got in there. I played a game in college that to this day, and that was a long time ago, guys, that I played a whole quarter with a concussion. And I remember every play prior to that time. 
And that quarter that I played, and the, the ironic thing, I played well. I still look at that tape today, and I don't remember a darn thing about what I was what happened. It was just, it's it's like that period of time didn't happen in my life. It's it's weird. The brain is is strange. And I got asked this on an earlier show today for those of you that watched the game last night. It it it's scary and freaky and unnerving. And they didn't do it any uh, justice or service by showing it over and over again on TV last night. But when his fingers and his hands reacted, that is a neurological reaction that's just to try to protect any damage to the neural system. It's um, not, not, not maybe similar, I guess. I don't want to get into medical stuff to, to epileptic, you know, the, the seizures. The that's movement. what it looked like. It, it looked like that. It looked um, like a seizure. That's what happened. So it wasn't like, you know, that's. So it's very, very disconcerting. It's, uh, look, it's awful to see, um, but that's just kind of my thoughts. I, I know I probably went way too long as I usually do on this stuff, but it's yeah, it's very, very disturbing uh, to see it. But I don't know. And, and again, the safety of the player is is got to be, but it, but it is tough for concussions because you don't have anything definitive. Look, you, you sprain an ankle, you break a bone, uh, you you tear an ACL. You you got definitive. You can see it. It's there. With concussions, you have to go on the symptoms, and the symptoms are really the only thing you have. The baseline concussion, you can fake it. You can, and that's 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 often done. Players lie, and it's hard. And I think we got to get to the bottom of it because of the uncertainty and the uniqueness of the the injury. Absolutely. And so a few um, comments is, you know, from Orange Blood. Yeah, Tua probably needs to sit out the rest of the year. I agree. He needs to sit out the rest of the year, if not the rest of the year, the rest of his life. Because I think we've seen we've seen Tua get injured and, you know, multiple times, especially in college. Um, But this injury looked I haven't seen one that looked this ugly ever. And maybe it's because they panned away to the other one, but for some reason, like I was talking to Caleb in college when Tua got that hip injury, yeah. They showed that tackle over and over and over mm-hmm. again, and it wasn't gruesome, but you knew the outcome of that. They did the same thing last night and just showed it over and over and over and over. And I thought that was completely disrespectful. I thought that somebody should pay for for doing that, for showing that. When you have football players that, you know, are tweeting out like J.J. Watts saying, stop showing this injury, stop showing it, stop showing it. That is that is very telling as to what Amazon is doing. I, I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, there's, there's no question about it and you know the the difficulty even with a hip or something else you it's different when you're dealing with a concussion because you're dealing with the neurological the brain and and that's obviously you worry about the future the other thing that just that came to me last night is so we don't know what happened the week before we all think we do he passed all the concussion protocol but if it was a if he was concussed the week before uh i'm sure people know this but for people who don't, once you have a concussion, a very easy blow could get you another concussion real quick. 
it's it's like it's it's really and that wasn't an easy blow last night that was a worse blow than the week before so you had if he was concussed you know then the big issue is why was he playing that's going to be the the whole thought about it because it it probably didn't need that big of a blow to cause the setback last night but it was a big blow and it just made it worse and so I don't know. Again, I, I don't know um, from on him. Let's just uh, hope and pray for the best. Uh, you know, he's had a lot of injury problems. I was worried about him coming out of college just with his body. Now the the brain injury is a different situation, but um, he's just had a lot of bad luck injury wise. There's, there's no question, and I, I just I worry about the nature of this one. What type yeah, of? I, um, go ahead. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask what what. What type of what type of smoke do you think is going to come for the uh, NFL Players Association? Because you know they tweeted out last night that they're going to look into this, but there are already some former players and maybe even current players I see that are a little. They feel the NFL Players Association was much more gung ho about making sure Deshaun Watson plays than protecting Tua from not playing after that first concussion. Yeah, you know it's a good point, Caleb. Look, the the players association is legally responsible for standing up to their player. Like in any situation. I mean, it's just like if somebody guns somebody down, it's like they, it's like a, they've got to back them up. But to your point of why don't, why aren't they that diligent on this part of it? And look, it's all part of a collective bargaining agreement. So it is something that they need to look more strongly at, but Here's what, here's why they haven't. Because the players themselves say, we don't want that. If I get taken out, and again, we're not talking about the tours of the world. We're talking about the majority of the players. If you take me out, I may lose my job because somebody may come in and take my job and just be better. I, I can't afford to be taken out of the game. And so we have to decide. And I think the reason why we've even gone this far in terms of protecting players it's not for the purity of protecting a player. It's just for protecting yourself against litigation because we're living in a different world. See, players that I kind of knew of when they were old, that, that played in the 30s and 40s, they had these same problems. We just didn't know about it. We didn't know CTE. We didn't study brains. So in the 50s and 60s, we didn't know any of it. The players that played in the late 60s and the 70s, those are the ones that are dying and their brains are being studied and they're finding out what they had, what they died from. You probably people who maybe saw the, the movie concussion and there's a lot of truth to that of what happened. So now we know. And so now it is a lot of people. We live in a litigious society and, you know, we're going to get sued if we don't make every rule possible and do everything to make it safer and but the players push back a little bit with their players association to say don't make it to where somebody can take us out of a game because if you take us out of the game then you you're taking food off my table because they all think well i'm not going to get in i can play i'm good and so that's the reason why the players association players association is not a body that can just do what they want to do everything has to be voted on by the players so i do think that we need to look at this from a lot of angles that the players need to take this more serious about, look, we need to make it to where we take it out of our hands, where we don't have a say-so. 
meaning, you know, we can't play just because we want to play and we think we can play and we feel good. And it's difficult. We all been to the doctor for different things. And doctors ask, well, how do you feel? They know as much as they can know, but we know our bodies. But the concussions are a different thing. They, they are different. We, you think you're good. I, you know, I thought I was good. And then you see things and it's like the starts to turn and you have after effects of concussion that you feel fine for maybe a week. And then all of a sudden you start seeing things and you're, it's raining and the rain is going up to the sky and not down. And you're seeing, Ooh. and you, you just get sick to your stomach. And there's a, it's a weird thing. We still don't know as much about it as we need to know it because what I mentioned, you can't really study and know definitively until the person dies and can open up the brain. So it's just, we need to be, if we're going to be cautious, we need to do it. And then there's other things that, that if people are concerned, you take a player out of the game. I, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but a few years ago, the Panthers are going to the Super Bowl. Remember when the Panthers went to the Super Bowl and the mm-hmm. NFC championship game, Cam Newton come out of a hit. And I mean, all the signs. I mean, he was staggering. I mean, he was going to start going to the other sidelines. He was turned around. I mean, all the signs were there that it was a concussion. You're going to take him out of the game now? This this probably could basically end the Dolphin season. You know, there's a lot of people with money. Well, I got there. You know, it's a lot of pressure to put him back in the game by everybody, by society, by everyone, except. Now, oh, how did you put them back in? You know, so it's it's mm-hmm. one of those things, the very people that are saying, you got to get them in, you got to get them in. And then, well, why'd you put them in? You know, it's just one of those deals where you've got to really take a hard look at this from every angle and, and protect players from themselves. Because if you don't do that and you, give, you, you leave it in the hands of the player and the team doctor, that is always going to be looked with cross eyes about, well, what are their motivations? And I just explained what they are and that's not going to be as comfortable. And if an independent person says no, then you're going to have people say, Oh yeah, you know, he's, you know, he's on the tape. You you know, so it's, it's a little bit of a no win, but I'm going to tell you, if we have a tragic situation, you know, with a player on the field, particularly a known player that, that that's in this day and age, uh, Look out! If 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 something were to happen and Tua can't play anymore, there's there's they are liable. I'm not saying it would happen. They're liable for from a lawsuit standpoint. That's pretty pretty big, and the league is concerned about that. They may not be concerned about player safety. They are concerned about the litigious part that they could lose in court, and they are very protective of that. So uh, this is going to lead us to today's tough question. And I'm actually just tweeting it out on my phone because I can't do it on here. <laughs> so today's tough question is who is to blame for Tua's injury? And I'm going to give four options. It's going to be the NFL. It's going to be the team doctor. It's going to be the Miami Dolphins. And it's going to be uh, number 68. My thing with number 68 and that hit that he put on Tua and I know people are going to say it was completely, it was a fine hit. It was whatever. He slammed him. He, he, he picked him up and he slammed him. I mean, he picked him up there, but he grabbed him and he slammed him down. Um, with tackling quarterbacks, I, 
I don't think you have to go that far. I think you can just tackle him and call it a day. But the the grabbing him and slamming to the him to the ground, I had a problem with that. Now everybody else I've talked to had no problem with it. I had a problem with it. Um, you're a coach, Coach Landry. You've seen it from all sides. What's your input on that one? Well, and yeah, and and it's a perfect example. Um, people complain that we're protecting the quarterbacks too much, and and all they they can't get hit, and yeah, that is what they now penalize for doing. You're not supposed to slam them in. You're not supposed to hit them high. You're not supposed to hit them in the head. All those things, that's why they put all those rules in. To protect them, protect them. So, again, they're protecting against litigation down the road. That's why they're doing it. And then, you know, people criticize, well, you, what do you expect the defender to do? You, you, you just can't win there. They Again, they don't like the rule. They, they want quarterbacks to get hit. But then when they get hurt like this, well, why aren't you protecting them? You know, it's just it's one of those deals where – you know, you, you can't. The public is going to have that. I don't – a little aggressive, yeah. You know, hit and getting them to the ground, it, it's tough. As a player, and, you know, it, it's – I can tell you that you're there. I don't think he had any desire to hurt. You don't want to hurt a player. So I, I'm a little bit reluctant to say that, you know, that it's him. I think it's all of them that you mentioned. And because what I said is – it's a it's the process of which we have. I mean, okay, the Dolphins doctor. Well, he gets paid by the Dolphins. Uh, it's the league. Well, it's the league and the Players Association that makes the rules. So, to me, I would put in there Players Association, yes. NFL, yes. Dolphins, yes. You know how the how we officiate, yes. I mean, it's it's all of that. It's not a one person problem thing. It's a universal problem of how we dealt with, and hopefully, you know, I've kind of mentioned of the things that are the issues that we need to crack that a little bit, and we need to say, look, it's it's we're going to have to understand that the game is not going to be as violent. We can't let them get hit as much, and you know, we're gonna. So if that's too violent, then the player has to be suspended for three games. If that's the way you're going to go, that's the way you're going to go. But then don't complain about it. If your favorite defender loses, is out for three games, and he costs your team to win a game, if you're a fan of a particular team, you, you just can't have it both ways. You either you have to kind of make the the proclamation of how you do it, go forward with it, live with it. But what can you live with? Can you live with that, or can you live with somebody getting severely hurt? I mean, I think it's a fine line and it's very difficult because the league wants to protect particularly its stars, particularly its quarterbacks. And I think that, um, you know, that is going to be something that's going to be in the forefront, but it doesn't, um, you know, it, 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 it does take away from what people used to sing the game. I'm fine with making the rule changes because I understand why they have to do it. But out there we get just as many people complain about, Oh, hate the targeting rule. I hate that. Well, then then don't complain about this because this is the genesis of all that. That's that's why it's taking place. And it used to be that you had you told players, you know, you could get paralyzed, you could get maimed, you can, you know, you you you, you play, you don't want to play. But then, you know, and, and some people had that view. Hey, look, you go play, you know the risk, that's it. You know what? That's not my problem. That's how people, some people feel. Well, then basically through litigation, 
you know, you're losing a lawsuit and then all of a sudden you lose enough, you lose enough money to where you change the rules. So I yeah. just. So Chris, it's I definitely... want to. Go ahead, Caleb. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I, I wanted to jump into, cause I wanted to say, I wanted to be defensive too of the idea that everybody thinks the NFL and football is just trying to protect the quarterback and Oh, the quarterback, they, they give off this vibe that it's because they're, because they're the stars, but you know, you've been in football following it a part of it longer than Amanda and I have. And I think it's forgotten that there was a time where quarterbacks, they were the most vulnerable position to get hit. I mean, it oh, was, it's, a defenseless, it's a defenseless position. You had to be tougher than anybody else on the field to play quarterback during the seventies and the eighties, because you got hit from your blind side really brutally all the time. Correct. And, and at that time, you know, when they did it, it was accepted. And again, we didn't know. I mean, we didn't know medically what the after effects were of it, getting you hit and concussed and all of that. I mean, you know, you've heard the story. Troy Aikman's in a Super Bowl and obviously was concussed. And they asked him, you know, one of the things they ask you in a concussion, where are you? He says, I'm in Henrietta. Henrietta, Oklahoma, that's where he grew up. And Troy said, you know. <laughs> Close enough, you know, put the swing and went in and, and yeah. he, like I say, play, you know, it's just today, you know, it's, a, it's, a, we know differently and because of the litigation, we've changed the rules, but you're right. And look, there's, there's a reason why they don't want you to lower your head because it is, it's, it's firstly, it's the wrong way to tackle um, because head down, you are creating a further injurious situation to you as a tackler than with your head up um, and face up. So you're trying to protect both sides um, and, you know, head to helmet. I mean, you know, so yeah, you're trying to, they're trying to protect a lot of things, but with, let's be honest with it. It's not that they don't want to protect players health. They understand that this is a violent sport. It is tough. It's not like baseball or basketball. I think, I think football and hockey are unique in that it's violent and it's collisions at high speeds and there's only so much you can do but they are forced to have to do something because we're in a different world of information age people know about it and people see it and people are outraged and then there's litigation and that leads to it and this is where we are look teddy roosevelt the, the president teddy roosevelt back in the day say football oh, I, did, yeah. I did a, i did a thesis on it um so there would be like back in the day, you'd have like 25 college football games on a Saturday. I mean, that's all it was a Northeast sport. And it was common to have like 12, 13 deaths on a Saturday because there was a rugby style. They didn't have padding. They didn't know what they were doing. They, they, they get injured. Medically, they come in and put them on this board and, you know, bring them out. And they may have been, you know, somewhat injured and then broke their neck through the process of putting them on the board. You know, and then Teddy Roosevelt said, that's how the NCAA was formed, by the way. It was to protect the student athletes health-wise. And they said, guys, if you don't fit, he went to Amos Alonzo Stagg and a number and said, if you don't change the sport, we're going to have to ban it. And so you're going to have to make it more skill and not rugby, not physical. So this has been done since before any of us were ever even, you know, thought anybody that's roving the earth now was around. And 
it, it's evolution. Then it got really violent because we celebrated the highlight. Ooh, the big hit. Boom. And then, and you know, you sell that. And then that's the very same thing that we're trying to take out of the game now because, oh, if you do that, then you're going to have injuries and we're going to have, and again, I hate to keep mentioning for the, the 50th time today, but it all comes down to money. What sells and what sells was the big hit. But now what costs you money is the big hit because it is, well, you're not supposed to, you're not doing enough to protect them. So they want to be able to have it hold up in court. Look, it's a violent game. We've given warnings. We've done everything we can to protect players in any way possible. We've made the rules a certain way. We did this, 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 and this. What more can we do? And then it hopefully we'll, allow them to survive in a lawsuit. That's what it's all about, 100%. I, I do think they care about the health of the players, but they care more about making money and saving the money that they make. That's what it really comes down to, and that's not um, a surprise to anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think the, the health of the players, it's, it's full circle, the health of the players uh, depends on the amount of money they make. The amount of money they make depends absolutely. on the health of the players. So it goes around and around and around um but if you want to keep your health up and have a wellness journey you need to go to nutrition world in chattanooga it helps you see lasting changes and it has been bringing chattanooga and the nation the best natural health and nutrition since 1979 that is nutrition world i'm going to get to a couple of comments down here i know um jose he said he gave us kind of what it was called. The finger and hand positioning is an absolute neurological response called abnormal posturing and as absolutely correct. Um, Brandon goes on to say it's like being in a car wreck and then four days later hopping on a motorcycle with no helmet and crashing again. They really need to take his health more seriously and I absolutely agree with that as well. Um, Crazy Nugs pointed out that. And I don't know if it was 68 that got penalized for going low on Tua, but one of the players before that hit got penalized for um, go like as he said, going low on Tua and got penalized for really, you know, what what did they call it? it yeah, it yeah, yeah you, can, you can't you can't go um, you know too low on a quarterback, and you can't go high. It's tough to play defensively. You gotta you gotta a much more narrow target than you ever had before. And, and people point that out all the time. And that's true. Uh, why is that? Well, we've, we've just spent a good bit of time talking about why, you know, they're, they're trying to make it safer. So yeah, you, you can't go low. I mean, you know, you can't, um, you know, uh, roughing the quarterback is something that's um, taken seriously. Look, you can still hit them outside the pocket. Now you still got issues, but again, everything that's done is done to try to make it safer. And the reason why we're trying to make it safer is what we've talked about. That, you know. Yeah. So, and I think with crazy Nug saying that the, to me, that type of aggression that came from after the penalty that they got into uh, where he slams him, yeah. I feel like that aggression probably came from the fact that they got that penalty on going low on him. And then he was like, okay, you don't want me to go low? Boom, into the ground. That's just my opinion. And, of course, maybe I'm just a little. Probably, no, I think there's a lot of frustration with defensive players at, at the college or NFL level now because what can you do? I mean, and, and you hear this a lot. And, again, well, and 
You hear them say it on TV. Well, what do you want them to do? You know, there, there's some of it. There's not anything you can do. And and it's just, you know, in this situation, yes, you know, hitting them into the ground is different. But when you are going to face up and make a tackle and you're going right there, right underneath the breastplate, and the, the ball carrier lowers his head, he's essentially – his hitting his head with yours, and you get called for targeting. People say, well, that's not fair. And it, who says it's fair? I mean, it's just there's you can't really control it in some instances. But, you know, their injuries are going to take place. And so what they try to do with these rules is to make it so egregious and penal that you just it it slows it down and look it has slowed it down we don't have nearly as many of those head-to-heads we just we just talk about it a bunch particularly when it's a pivotal one but look they are they're achieving what they wanted to try to take that out even when it's not fair it's just by the letter of the law that's the way it is and but people don't like that when it happens and you know typical in the world of fandom they don't like it when it affects their team and their team gets called for it. And now that their team is, you know, it gives the opponent, extends the drive and you lose the game and you lose your bet and all this stuff. But then you, you hate it when the injuries take place to your guys. And so again, you're never going to really solve it. And the thing that I think football has to do universally is to do what's right. And they're going to get criticized either way. But I think that, going safer is the direction it's going to go and it's going to continue to be more and more in that. And, and a lot of people say, well, I just don't put flags on them and not tackle anymore. I mean, there, there are a lot of people that feel that way. And look, I, I understand that because I grew up in football and played football in a different era. Um, we, we all have to adjust because it's, it's not changing. And if you don't like it, then I suggest watching something else because it's heading that direction more and more. But this is obviously one of those days where we're going to hear, I mean, it's just, that's nothing. They're, they're, they're not talking about anything else other than that today. That And it's, you know, the prime thing, it's in the NFL. That's going to be the talk and obviously maybe even be the talk for much of the season. Absolutely. So I know we heard Caleb's um, little doorbell chimes going off. Caleb, hopefully you are getting a uh, – a delivery right now and hopefully is a pedago bike from pedago of chattanooga it's a locally owned store where you'll be treated like family as the region's foremost electric bike experts we put our hearts into helping you find the perfect electric bike and get the most out of it for many years to come so hopefully we will see that uh we'll see caleb riding a, a pedago bike soon <laughs> so the last the last question before we let you go coach landry so Sam asked, Chris, why don't we play with the new padded helmets? If you could just give some insight on that, and then we will go to a break. Listen, I, uh, it's a great question, and I don't don't think that we may not at some point. Uh, he's talking about, for people who don't know, the padded helmets that are used in training camp, which are the pads on top of the helmet. Oh, I think we're going to have um, more of that. Here's the reason why is they're – they're, they have to do studies to make sure that it doesn't cause anything else. That's, that's that's litigious, too, if you put something out there. It has to be stringently tested and agreed upon by the CBA and, and the, the, uh, the NFL Management Council. Anything that's done, it, it has to be agreed upon. 
I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But it, those things take a little time. Something like this may be a part of it. What we don't know is would that have helped? Probably would have helped. Would it have prevented what happened last night? We don't know. But that's common. To your point, that's common. They probably want to figure out how to make it um, work better to where it doesn't affect the event. Because when in, in training camp, you're not doing everything that you have to do in a game. So I think that is common, though. That's a great point. Yeah. So, Coach Landry, um, how can we follow you for more of your great insight and analysis on football? Well, we appreciate it. Uh, LandryFootball.com is where we kind of house everything. We've got all the film room breakdowns of college, the pro game, preview the games. We review the games from inside the film room, giving you that coaching and scouting perspective on it. We like to say if it involves players, teams, coaches, schemes, games, we got it covered for you at LandryFootball.com. So check it out. Also, the Landry Football Podcast Network. Subscribe, like, and share on that. And then on Off the Hook Sports YouTube channel, uh, we do uh, all, all the college content on there as well. So you can watch me do the shows uh, if you can stand looking at me. So we, we uh, break down all the game of football. So lots of good games uh, coming up this weekend. I know we didn't get a chance to, to get into them, but uh, we've got all the breakdowns for you. Obviously, um, unfortunate news. Um, but we had to, in, in timely, that we probably discussed it. So I uh, discussed the the, the the topic. So uh, enjoy the games out, everybody, and, and hopefully everybody. Uh, good wishes for all the folks in Florida and wherever this is going, looks like in the Carolinas, and everybody that's going to be affected by the storm. I, I know uh, the feeling. Yep, absolutely. Thank you so much, Coach Landry. And in two minutes, join us. We have Coach Lance on the show. And we'll get to that in two minutes. It's Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been. But it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas, fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do, and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left, and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. 
Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. There's repair. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, Coach Lance. How are you today? I'm good, Amanda. How are you? We are doing quite well. Um, we have Caleb on here as well. So I know we're going to get to message board bingo, but before mm -hmm. we do that, um, everyone like, share, subscribe, YouTube. We have offthehooksports.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can even find us on Instagram. Twitter is where we like to uh, do the, the most business, but you can find us on Instagram as well. So, Caleb, I know you have the breakdowns of the SEC games and their their point spreads. So, Coach Lance, we're going to go through these games, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna decide who you think will win and cover the spread, if you will, or we can just talk about who you think is going to win. So, All right, sounds Kayla? good to me. Ready. Great. So I actually want to start because I think my – tell me if I'm wrong on this. I think my biggest lock of the weekend for me personally, and I know we have LaFrada's locks, but I just had to get this out. I'm so okay. certain of LSU covering that eight-point spread over Auburn, and maybe I'm wrong on that, but, like, I just think Auburn is awful, and I think that – the bottom's going to fall out on them throughout the rest of the year yeah they're hot garbage they're hot it's, garbage it's a dumpster fire at auburn and lsu is gonna uh, i think they're going to dominate the game 100 percent. perfect so that's totally my agree with that yeah yeah lsu wins big over auburn it's 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 unfortunate we'll see if brian harson makes it through the season i doubt it i seriously yeah. doubt that yeah. one i i doubt it completely well, I've got I have a strategy for them. I think they, you know, they got beat down by Penn State. I think they need to try to work their way in there and get James Franklin to come down and be their coach. They can change from War Eagle to Bald Eagle. <laughs> well played, coach. Well they need played. Touché. Thank Touché. you. That was, they need to do something. So that's it. I love I came it. Up, I, I just love came it. up with that on my own, by the way. Impressive. Impressive. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So what other games we got, Caleb? Um, okay, so I, I wanted to start early. The one I'm a little bit uh, – Kentucky Ole Miss, I'm actually leaning towards Kentucky to win outright. I just thought – they both looked bad last week, but Kentucky's getting healthier. Link Kiffin seems to be upset at his own fan base right now. I don't know. I just I, – something tells me Kentucky might upset pull this upset outright. I agree with that. Uh I think Lane Kiffin's trying to pull a Nick Saban because Nick Saban did this at Alabama when he was talking about the student section. And now, if you've noticed, the students stay the entire game because in the third quarter or between the third and fourth quarter, Dixieland Delight comes on and you can hear the F Auburn throughout the entire, uh, you know, stadium. And I know I just heard your little bell again, Caleb. So you're getting more packages. So hopefully you're getting some craft treats from uh, from from the mailman today. And craft mm. treats, the, the chill pills, they help your pet chill out. And I guarantee you they'll do it because my dog hates thunderstorms. I gave her one and she laid by the window with the thunderstorms coming down. They work. They're CBD, cannabis oil, cannabis. Say that cannabis. I can't say it. You know what I'm saying. Cannibalism. Anyway, yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So, 
your if your dog needs like a not a pick me up but kind of a put me down go no oh god that sounded terrible no no you know what i mean just chill out don't put them down they just need to chill out craft treats dear god i bought amanda that. those those work on children as well i've got two my two middle girls uh camara and juan they both are wild and i need to settle them down can i is it just for pets only um i think it's just okay thank you crazy nugs can nab cannabinoid there we go thank you i finally said i have an english degree you wouldn't ever notice it i don't think you should give it to your kids coach lance okay i, I really don't I that's good really I don't yeah this is very not, not that i have already this is maybe but <laughs> not anymore yeah it may mess them up to the point that they can't say cannabinoid so right oh yeah, yeah. well i'm gonna give some to my to my dog uh for sure Reggie yes, White. Please. Okay. Reggie White, please give some to your dog. Okay. Did anybody see the commercial for Dallas, like the fans or whatever? And it said Micah Pawsons on his collar. That was no, the name of the dog. I love that so much. Okay, sorry. Continue on with our pick. Super cute. Wait, I didn't do I, did I pick yet? Kentucky uh Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm going Kentucky. You're going Kentucky. Man, you're going Kentucky. I'm yes. also going I want to be different, but I'm I'm not gonna be. I'm going Kentucky because I think Kentucky's the real deal. I think they're good. And I think Ole Miss is just not ready for them. I think uh, I think uh, Will Elvis has a decent game, but I think it's Kentucky's running game that really does it. Yeah, and and I think Ole Miss trying mm -hmm. to blend in with those those camo uniforms, I don't think they're going to be able to. So No, Lane looked like a Coors Light can. <laughs> we did. So I wanted to get really out of the did. SEC real quick, if we got a second. But uh, Baylor – a Baylor, Oklahoma State. A lot of people are high on Oklahoma State. I'm not. I think that Oklahoma State giving up 44 points to Central Michigan stands out to me. I think Baylor wins this game, and there's going to be no revenge for Oklahoma State from the Big 12 title. That's a yeah, solid pick right there. I mean, I'm with you. Oklahoma State is one of a few teams, I believe, that are undefeated that will not be undefeated by the end of this weekend. And uh, I think Baylor wins this game uh, maybe by two touchdowns. Wow. Okay. Amanda, you got a call on that? Uh, I'm going to – you know what? I'll just go against the grain. I'm going to go Oklahoma State. Mm. <laughs> you get, you, so you, know, you get the revenge. I think they're playing – aren't they playing at home maybe? or Well, no, they're playing at – well, I don't, I don't even remember. But It doesn't really matter. Is anybody going to watch this game? More than likely mm. not very many people. Right. Um, <laughs> all right, one more non-SEC game real quick. Uh, okay. Wake Forest, Florida State. Um, that's a tough one for me. I don't know where to go with that one. And I'm leaning Florida State only because I think Wake Forest has just a little bit emotionally drained from last week. I think that's, I mean, that's a good pick, Caleb. Oh, Amanda, you go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I was just saving the best for last, Coach Lance. Um, I, I agree with that, but I think I'm going to go Wake Forest. Mm. I'm going to take Wake Forest. I think they're just too good. I don't think Florida State's that good. That win against LSU was not impressive. So that's that's a no. good pick, Amanda. I think yeah. that's a very good pick. I, this Sam Hartman kid, I think he's really good. However, uh, I think they're playing mm. at Florida State, right? They're in Tallahassee. Yes. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I mean, the Vols are back. Florida State's, they're ranked. They're undefeated so far. It feels like the 90s. You just need Nebraska to get back in there, but that ain't gonna happen. But uh, it feels so. I'm thinking Florida State. Why not? Florida at home, the chop. It happens. The Demon Deacons are going down at the hands of the Seminoles. All right. 
Another quick spread question here. I think we all probably have Alabama beating Arkansas, but I think Amanda and I were talking earlier. I don't think they're going to cover that 17-point spread. I think that's a little bit too high. Absolutely not. Um, but again, if I say that, take the other. Really. It is, I'm a hundred percent wrong every time it's referring to Alabama. And I don't bet on them. I don't. You should never bet with your heart. Uh, it's just a good rule in in sports betting. But yeah. if I say they <clears throat> won't cover the spread, take the spread. I'm serious. Mm. Is that because you're wrong every time? Exactly. Right. Okay. Just wanted to say that out loud. Uh. Oh, I already did. <laughs> okay. Hands down every time. Man, it doesn't matter. Every time it's Alabama and my best friend Walt will tell you. He's like, okay, what do you think about this Alabama game? And I'm like, oh, we're not going to cover. He's like, I'm taking $100 for them to cover. And I'm like, all right. And then he's always right because I'm always wrong. Well. Every time. You have a system, though. That's good. At least it works. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, I think uh, – yeah, Alabama does not cover the spread. I think it's a, I think it's a close game. I think Alabama wins. Um, Arkansas is just not, you know, they're not going to be able to compete all the way. But I think they p- compete into the fourth quarter. Possibly, I think it could be a, a, a f- even a close game within a touchdown. Uh, possibly. So Arkansas, they just find a way to make it difficult on other teams and find a way to get in there somehow. It's that uh, Sam Pittman way, I suppose. And he'll probably have a, a cold beer afterwards because they'll keep it close. That's absolutely true. So one game I'm completely running from, not just on spreads, but on picks outright, because I'm sorry, this is just that it involves two massively unpredictable teams, Mississippi State and Texas A&M. Mike Leach is always unpredictable week to week. You don't know when he's going to have one of those egg laying games. And then Texas A&M is just, I have no idea what to make of them this year. I'm taking Texas A&M in this one. Somehow, some way, they find a way to do it. And I don't know how they do that. I I really don't because I don't think they're that great. But against Arkansas last week, you know, Arkansas had three turnovers. Texas A&M capitalized on every single one of those. In my list of SEC teams, I have Texas A&M at five. And the only reason I have Texas A&M at five is because they pulled off games that they should not have pulled off. And I know you know, they got upset by App State, but that App State team is, is actually good. And I think they were looking past them a little bit. But since they changed that quarterback position and he he was 50 percent, like, don't don't get me wrong. It's not great. But for some reason, it seems like the morale's changed or maybe it's just because everybody started making fun of the guys in the overalls. I don't know. But it seems like they've they've switched something over there. So I'm taking Texas a Okay, I'm with you. I'm taking a And M. I think uh, they are not who they thought they were, or, or people thought they were uh, in the preseason by any means. But I do think they will eke out a win against Mississippi State. I think Mike Leach will uh, throw a lot at them, and it'll be it'll be tough. But I think that uh, a And M will will survive. Well, I'm not going to say they're going to win. They'll just they'll survive it, and they'll they'll move on and live to see another day. And I'm with you, Caleb. I don't know what I don't know what to expect from this team. I mean. <laughs> It's, exactly. it's one day there, you know, I, there's no idea. It's like living with a, my 12 year old daughter. To, it's like emotionally we're up or we're down. We're up or down. I mean, I don't know. Never know. Well, I've kind of got an idea on what to expect now. Cause I'm going to pull an Amanda. 
And because conventional wisdom, since the majority is seeing Texas A&M and these two teams are so unpredictable, I'm going Mississippi State. And I'm just going to throw out, I think they'll cover the three and a half point spread. I got I got the under 21-14 Mississippi State. Just just throwing it out. That's just a crapshoot for me. That's a good pick. It's, it's a good pick. That is. Um, that is a good pick. So um, a couple more. Uh, last SEC game, Georgia-Missouri. We all pretty know, pretty much know Georgia's going to win. I think Georgia's going to cover the 28-point spread, and I also think the game's still going to hit the under because I'm calling for a shutout. I think Georgia – I don't think Missouri scores in this game. No, I absolutely <laughs> agree with that. I would not go for the under, though, because I think Georgia's going to put up so many points on them. They're going to, you know, come for – not revenge, but they're going to come for – trying to prove that they still belong in the top spot, even after their atrocious victory last last weekend. I think they're going to come for blood. I think Stetson Bennett's going to throw all over the field since he did not throw a single touchdown last week. Um, and mm. he ran one in, but he did not throw one. And I think he is going to destroy Missouri. And I'm going to take the over, but just b- because of Georgia, just the points. I like it. I like it. I think it's good. And uh, are they playing in Athens? I can't remember. No, they're playing in Columbia. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't but matter. I was matter. just curious. Um, yeah, no, I think Georgia goes in there and, and and dominates. I think they do absolutely cover the. Was it twenty eight point spread? Yeah, twenty eight points. Yeah, they won't cover that. I think it's. Uh, I don't know. I think I think Missouri will get it. To, uh, they'll get a, a score. I, I do think uh, probably towards the end. I think if Georgia puts in some second stringers and. Um, Missouri just – I don't know. I don't know. It's Georgia, I think, is a beatable team, uh, but they're going to have to be yeah. at their worst when they when they play that game, and they're going to have to be playing a team that uh, is having the best game of their life. And, and, it, and it can happen. It, it could match up, but it ain't going to happen uh, in Missouri. That's for sure. It, no, it ain't going to happen in Missouri. Let's not play. That, There's a lot no. that happens in Missouri, to be honest with you. You know, no offense to Missourians, but this is not a lot happening in Missouri. Overall. Since Nelly, since Nelly, you know, left. I, I Tech love Nine it. had a run, guys. Anybody? Um, Kansas City. Um, but, you know, <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Nelly has, hasn't been around since 2000. Well, I mean, he hasn't mm-hmm. had, had a platinum album since 04. So, but yeah. The Midwest Swing. Yeah. Yes, um, y'all. Y'all. Fun fact. Y'all. Ain't got a clue. I, Here's a crazy stat for y'all. 2000 Country Grammar. The only feature Nelly could get on the album was Lil Wayne. And at the time, Lil Wayne was really cheap because no one really thought Lil Wayne was a big deal. And nobody else was interested in doing an album with Nelly. So it's like, oh my God, Nelly and Lil Wayne do a song together because they neither one of them could like were that high in the market. And then Country Grammar blows up and then Lil Wayne five years later becomes the hottest rapper in the game. Just fun stat. Amazing. <laughs> Caleb, we are millennials. Um, rap history right now. The lesson. I love it. Yes. So last game, and it's a non-SEC one, but NC State Clemson. My heart, I really, it's not like I'm rooting for it, but I really like wanted to pick NC State in an upset in this. Some there's just a lot of things I thought that might suggest it. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I think Clemson's gonna win. I don't think they're gonna cover, but I do think they're gonna end up winning. I don't think NC State's that good. I, I, I don't know. think. I don't everybody was so high on them, and I know that. <clears throat> I know that somebody um, even said that they had their quarterback as like their Heisman hopeful. Can't remember. It was some guy who wrote some article. And I was like, dear Lord, NC State. And I was like, and then they just came out 
flat. Yeah. I just don't think they're that good. And I, I'm going to go with Clemson on this one. Easy. I'm with both of you. Clemson wins. NC State is not that good. I mean, they're not bad, but they are not. This is a case of, of people trying to make the ACC seem super relevant uh, in football and say, hey, we are more than just Clemson when you're actually not. Uh, Wake Forest and, and NC State are okay. But, uh, no, Clemson uh, is still Clemson. I mean, you know, they may not be quite in the league of Ohio State and uh, Alabama and Georgia, but they are still Clemson. They're good. Uh, Dabo is going to run down that hill like a big goofy, uh, whatever. Uh, is it a home game? Uh, yes, it's a home game for Clemson. Yeah, did you see that video of him running down the hill? And I didn't know he did that. Apparently he's been That's doing that since the beginning, but it is fun to watch. As fast as possible. Like, you're just waiting for him to face plant. Like, you are. I'm sorry. And I don't I wish that on anybody. Hasn't. But I mean, I, <laughs> I like Dabo Dabo, but I, I would I, I would like to see him face plant just because it would be funny. I'm sorry. I mean, I like the guy, but it'd just be great to see it happen. I absolutely agree with Rude, that. I would, yeah. I know yeah, that's wins. I don't even care. Yep. Is that all our games? We got more games? Is that it? Uh, we have Florida. Florida and Eastern Washington. Do we need to pick that? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think we need to pick that. But I know South Carolina just beat South Carolina State fifty mm. to ten last night because they had to reschedule that game for obvious, you know, Hurricane Ian. Um, not, not gonna lie, not. I watched uh, the Dolphins and the Bengals, so. I mean, maybe upset alert. Like, I know a lot of people are talking Iowa, Michigan, that Iowa could pull off the upset. I, I, I don't think they can. I think Michigan's going to win that game. I don't know what you think. I think it hasn't Iowa scored like less than around 50 points, less than 50 points this season, something like less. that. Yeah. Yes. I think it's less. It was like 27, 27, and I think they scored seven. So maybe it's a little bit more. But yeah, it's been, or no, they scored five, not seven. I can't remember, but it's been ugly. It's been ugly for Iowa. They yeah, can't yeah. do anything offensively. I mean, they're hanging on by a thread, just their defense. And I think Michigan's going to rip them a new one. Woo! That, they are. I think so. Michigan's going to dominate, I believe. I don't think Iowa's going to be even be hand, handle them at all. It's going to be a, 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 a blowout, in my opinion. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Okay, yeah. so those are our SEC picks and then a couple of other ones. So do with that what you will, friends out there. Mm. So let's get to message board bingo. And I don't have the music. I'm sorry. No I music can't today. Do it. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. I, I cannot. I can't. I can't do it. Caleb, okay. do you want to provide some music? You could sing maybe or hum. <laughs> no. um I, my, my voice it's a little hoarse from jet lag uh flew to memphis okay. this weekend so you know i just i just, I just i'm just not on my game guys <laughs> right no if you don't have your a game we don't we don't want to we don't want to do it that's <laughs> no and i sound like a dying cat so we're not going to do that um so this is from a big 12 team mm. they better hope one of the uh, five DL can throw the rock. Otherwise, they will continue to be an eight and four team with the schedule they put together. Talking about TCU, and then the the person responds with, "I would kill to be an eight and four team, Big Twelve school." <laughs> Wait, we have five seconds or ten seconds or whatever. Um, for your uh, guesses as what Big 12 school this was. 
Dun, dun, I mean, you know what? Go ahead, Caleb. You going first? I would want to say I'm just going to go with Kansas. I know they're already four and zero, so they're probably not. They're probably thinking higher now. But like, who else would like? They've all flirted with eight and four in the past. I feel like they would kill for an eight and four team. I'm going to go with West Virginia. Ooh, okay. That no, this would be Texas. Oh, oh man, man, that's brutal when you hear a Texas fan say that. (laughs) Yeah, I would kill. I would kill for an eight and four team or eight and four a uh, season. So wow. this one, well, I don't kind of want to do this one because it's, you know what? This is fine. We're going to do this one. SEC school. <laughs> How many of you, and I, this is what it says. Bunker cooks. I don't know what that is. Are adult builders of Legos. I wanted to create this thread as a safe space for all you beta losers to come together and discuss with each other all of the time you've taken out of your pathetic lives to build crap toys or crap to build crap with kids toys please feel free this is a no judgment zone thank you (laughs) what you know just because they have time on their hands because i don't think they they, i think they're they know they're a lame duck team wait for a second Wait for a second. We got to see if anybody else can get, we'll guess it. Cause I know oh, okay. somebody said Kansas for the last one, but that is not. Yeah. You know, obviously I love that any was... viewers that have insight in that one. Anybody can guess who hurt this guy. Honestly. I don't know. Well, I think we know after we, uh, after we know who it is. Let's say five seconds, five, four, three, two, one go for it oh repeat that i'm sorry yes i will repeat the thing how many of you bunker cucks are adult builders of legos i wanted to create this thread as a safe space for all you beta losers to come together and discuss with each other all of the time you've taken out of your pathetic lives to build crap with kids toys please feel free this is a no judgment zone thank you SEC school. SEC school talking about another SEC school. I I know it's just on their message board. I don't know who they're talking about. I don't know if they're talking to their Gene Phillips. Send us your uh, address because it is Auburn. I was thinking Auburn, Gene. You and I were right there too. Where are you? Were yep. buck, duck team. What else do you have to do if you're an Auburn fan outside of like build things with Legos right now? Like you don't want to watch your football team. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's it's pretty bad. Way Auburn to go, fans G. make some money. Just start keep betting against your team. It's gonna be fun to watch your team get blown out each week. I was there it, when Tennessee was getting blown out in 2017 under Butch Jones each week when he was a dead man walking, and I'm like, you know what? I might as well cash in on this, make some money. So <laughs> Yes. Yes. Okay. So Gene, send it at Dave at offthehooksports.com. Include, please, your name, your address, size, and color preference. You can black, gray, orange, and white. Okay. So last one, and this is probably the best one. Mm. SEC school. Um, We should go to the FCS. My God. It's SEC school. It's not Auburn, but it's got. I mean, it's got to be Vanderbilt. You gotta wait. You gotta oh, wait. Sorry. What am I waiting on? You're waiting on the people. 
We're waiting on people to guess. So oh. we, you have 10, 9. I need to guess Vanderbilt. It's not Vandy. 10, 9. How is Vanderbilt even in the SEC? They should be in the Conference USA or they're, they're a charter member. <laughs> that's not right. Missouri. Yeah, that's true. One, not Missouri, guys. I'm sorry. Okay. If you can guess it before Caleb or Coach Lance gets it out of their mouth, then you can. Caleb, you go. I've already tried. I'm Vandy. completely lost. I would have had, if it's not Vanderbilt, Auburn, or Missouri, who is it? Like, now I'm completely lost. I mean, oh, you know what? I want to say Arkansas. They're probably, they probably can't believe they lost last week's sex scene. Okay. So, Gene, since you already won a t shirt, Jose, send us your information on uh, it is South Carolina. Cock Commanders. I mean, Charlotte wasn't with them for a half last week. So, yes, the Cock Commanders. The Cock Commanders. They should be, they should be in the lower <laughs> division. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I, I know they kept the old nickname because they were like, oh, God, it's going to be this bad. We're just going to keep the old one. So, yes, Jose, send us an email with at Dave at offthehooksports.com um, with, again, address, size, and color preference out of black, gray, orange, and white. Okay, thank you guys for being on. Thank you, Coach Lance. Always a treat. Yeah. Tell us where we can look at your videos, um, look at your stuff. I know you have a hilarious, hilarious how Alabama fans or how Alabama chose its mascots. Mm. And I laughed so hard at it. Like, really, I shared it with my friends um, because I made it that is one just absolutely, for you, man. Thank you. It is absolutely. So hilarious to me, like absolutely hilarious. And it's and true. I, it's a true story. It is not a true story. I could tell you how they came up with <laughs> their all of that, but it's not true. But that's what I love about all these videos. I've done several videos of how schools got their mascot Auburn, and these they, I've got millions of views on these things because people think they're hysterical. And uh, and the stories are actually the real stories are great, but uh, I prefer the made up stories that I come up with uh, and share with the people. Uh, yeah, thank you for watching. And, and my Twitter handle is right there at Coach Lance UT. Uh, so you can find me. That's the best place to find me. And then, as you can see, I've got plenty of good merchandise uh, on that on my website, CoachLanceDecker.com. Go there. Amanda, you've got some T-shirts, I think. I do. I have a T-shirt and a tank mm -hmm. top. And I was going to grab the tank top this morning and ran out of time. So it's okay. It's all right. But there's lots of good uh, apparel at CoachLanceDecker.com. Support coach lance in the making of these videos and so i can remain undefeated thank you for having me on the show amanda caleb yes. you guys are top notch I've, i didn't realize dave wasn't even here i forgot he was even part of this oh well thank <laughs> you i appreciate that the segues today i tried i tried real hard so coach lance is there mm. another um is there like a video coming out can you give us a hint as to mm. the next school we're going to be doing the mascot for I will give you a hint of okay. what the next mascot video will be. All right. It's Ole Miss. Oh, please okay, wear a like can. Yeah, Ole Miss yeah. is going to – is yes, we, we got uh, a lot to unpack there. So we're going to yes. do Ole Miss next. So be on the lookout for Ole Miss Rebels, Land Sharks, whatever they are. Yes, what are they – yeah, Land Sharks, is that what they're called? 
I don't even know what they're called Probably anymore. Not. Black bears or something like that. Okay. Mm. For everybody else, Caleb, thanks for being here. Coach Lance, thanks for being here. Everyone out there, thanks for watching. Have a great day. Enjoy SEC football tomorrow. There is no Tennessee game, but we will be back with you Monday. Like, share, subscribe. Tweet us out, Facebook, even Instagram. And go to offthehooksports.com for all of the latest Tennessee news and things you won't find anywhere else. Have a great day. Fantastic weekend. We will see you on Monday. Have a good one. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.